This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 937, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 22nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is our last reviews episode of 2021, although not the reviews episode, not the last time we'll be talking about books from 2021 on a reviews episode, but the last time I'm recording one in 2021. So I'm recording this on December the 30th, uh, looking back at books that came out on the 22nd. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, I only read two books, so this is going to be a nice quick one. Um, and then the next episode after this is about an hour-long affair. It's a conversation about kind of where the episode collections are going to be going in 2022 talking about some of the upcoming volumes with a friend of the show eric anthony of the cave of solitude podcast so you could check that out that will be coming out on the 31st um so you'll have uh, you know something to listen to either as you end the year or start 2022 um so let's talk about books that came out on the 22nd so some of the books that came out um very uh this is very odd for me i usually read amazing spider-man first and i actually did not read uh the new issue of amazing spider-man uh this was issue 82 um, with a really cool cover. It's written by Saladin Hamed, artwork by Jorge Fornes. I haven't actually read this yet. Um, I own the next issue, and I have this issue, but I haven't actually read it, so I'm, you know, not... It's very unusual. I usually read this right away. Uh, again, Jorge Fornes is the art, artist here. you got Dan Brown on color art, and you got Virtual Caligraphy's Car- Joe Caramagna on letters. Um, so I have not had a chance to read this, which is, again, very strange for me, because I'm usually, you know, reading it first. Uh, we've got Avengers Tech on Avengers number 5, uh, Avengers 51, this is The Death Hunters Part 1, uh, cool cover, uh, Avengers Forever, I haven't read anything about this, um, obviously no, the last time they did something called Avengers Forever, so we'll have to see about this, we've got Batman Catwoman number 9, um, that's, I feel like the series is very slowly churning along. Like, I feel like there's no hype about it. It's just weird. I feel like you don't really hear anyone talking about it from DC. It's like there's no promotion. It's just kind of happening. And it does feel like an outlier because, you know, Batman as a character has moved on from the kind of Tom King period and everything about Batcat, which was such a vital part of that run. And now they've, they've put the Gotham so, so much in the last, like, you know, year and a half. And uh, Batman himself has gone through so much and kind of leaving Gotham and losing all his money. And like, it just feels like that character in some ways is not that he's unrecognizable because he's still Batman. But there's just something about Batcat just feels from a different era already. And it's not that, that far removed, which is just kind of bonkers. Uh, we have Batman One Dark Knight number one. Uh, we have what else came out? That's, this is written and drawn by Jock, so I'm inter- interested to eventually get to it. There's Batman vs. Bigby, A Wolf in Gotham, issue number four. Uh, speaking of uh, Bigby, I uh, recently got the fourth. Uh, Fables compendium, so now I have all 150 issues and four compendiums, which is kind of bonkers when you think about it, like how much content that is to only have it in four soft covers that don't even take up that much of a footprint in your in your shelf. But they're beautiful volumes, and you know the covers all connect, and they're really nice. Uh, Black Panther number two with a gorgeous cover. You got Catwoman, Lonely City, uh, Catwoman. Uh, Hawkeye Kate Bishop. It's just weird that they have to put the subtitle of her name. Uh, you got Justice League Incarnate, number 205. Uh, I'm behind on a lot of that stuff. There's King Conan, number one. Uh, I didn't even realize that uh, Jim Zub's run on Conan was over. I'm actually pretty bummed about that. Got Moon Knight, number six. I can't believe it's already that far into it. Got Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, number one. Uh, Nightwing 87, which is, again, continues its streak of having some of the best covers in the business. Uh, just so much fun to look at. You got Nubia in the Amazons, number three of six. Phoenix Song, you got Echo. 
Um, I really like the first issue. I don't know if I read the second, but I really like the first one. Uh, you got Refrigerator Full of Heads, technically through DC. We got Sword issue number 11. Um, pretty cool seeing Cable on the cover there. Actually, don't even know where Cable is really up to these days ever since the Cable book ended. Uh, we have Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Number 113. We got Star Wars Darth Vader. Um, very kind of classic cover. We got Star Wars The High Republic Trail of Shadows. We got Supergirl Women of Tomorrow, number six of eight. We got The Darkhold Spider Man. I uh, got a new issue of Venom, which is issue number three. We got Wastelanders Hawkeye, number one. Uh, let's see what else we got. Wolverine number 19, very cool cover. Winter Woman Evolution number two of eight. And X Men The Trial of Magneto, kind of ending that current storyline. And then there's the two books I read, uh, which include Iron Man, and uh, that's what we'll talk about first. Iron Man is really interesting. Um, this is uh, this particular issue is called What of Lazarus, written by Christopher Cantwell, Abraham Roberson on art with color art by Frank Darmada, and letters by virtual calligraphies Joe Caramagna. Um, it's such an interesting. It was such a weird, weirdly paced issue because you're getting it from a perspective that's not Tony. It's from someone else kind of writing about this clash of gods in the skies, and as you have Korvac and Iron Man fighting each other. Um, which is, again, really cool visuals. It's got a really big, bombastic action. You have this uh, kind of idea of this character who's trying to survive kind of the the wake of this battle. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. It was really interesting to see, you know, the, the Living Tribunal. Like, you have all these kind of... Uh, you know, the cosmic entities coming to basically judge Korvac and cast him out. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Now, the part that I was confused about, and maybe it's just me, is that at the very end of it, you have, um, you know, this guy who's this scribe basically writing the final words of his great history, and then I guess he kills himself or he just dies because he had injuries. Like, that I felt like wasn't clear. Did he die because of his pen or did he stab himself? And then he, when he dies, you have this shot of someone kind of at the bar. Was was that supposed to be Korvac? Because I think the costume just the costuming just reminded me of something else, but I don't think that's who it was supposed to be. But it just felt it was confusing at the same time. Um, like, I'm not even sure what that was supposed to be. Like, it, it was such an interesting panel work because your eye is drawn to the main characters on the on the foreground, and you have someone, like, you know, putting a drink. Uh, she's kind of looking off to the camera. You have this other guy kind of looking away. And my eyes was so drawn to them, and the artwork is so good on just those kind of incidental characters. I was like, I, I wanted to believe that there had to be some reason why they were there. Um, but I don't think that's true. So uh, it was just an interesting issue because you have their perspective is not from Tony's own, you know, his own mind. We're getting it from someone else who's kind of an independent observer of these two godlike entities fighting each other. I did find it enjoyable. Um, you know, in some ways not too quick i don't know if that's the word but i guess you know because you know now we have the super powered iron man it wouldn't be a super long battle but it would be, it definitely be an intriguing battle between these two you know cosmically powered entities um i enjoyed it quite a lot i think that this book in general has been really riveting and had a lot of great development and i'll be like where the characters have been pushed and how it's been written and I like the art and some of the weird incidental characters that have been kind of thrown in as well so i, I definitely think this is iron man in general has probably been in the best spot it's been in a long time and then last but not least we have king the conqueror number five i think with the book like this i just had to kind of let myself go with it and what i mean by that is when i read the first issue i've just read all five issues in the last week so i've just kind of read everything all at once and i do feel like it's a book that 
feels strange. <laughs> I, I think it's mainly because Kang is such a character of contradictions, and there's been so many messy things done with Kang over the years. And then you have him in this book, like you know, do not in this particular issue, but in other issues, you know, become put on the Iron Lad armor. But there's no real reference for why he's looking like that or why he's doing it that way. And I feel like there's a lot of that that in this book. That if you wanted to be like, well, is this slavish to continuity? I think you'd say no. It's actually pretty not that it's sloppy. I think it's just telling a Kang story and the fact that it's constantly changing and muting and that you have a guy who's trying to control time. He tries to raise himself, basically, and teach himself to to avoid certain issues, and it kind of leads him right back to all those particular problems. So I do like it from that perspective. It's written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Uh, it's artwork by Carlos Magno, and he got color art by Espen Gruntenjern. Jern, and you got Virtual Click, Visual Carmagno and Letters, uh, Mike Del Mundo on Cover Art, and I again, I think this was a really intriguing book. I actually quite enjoyed it. I like the main thorough for you know, through line of, of what Ravona really is and what she means to all the different kind of Kangs throughout the timelines. Um, I thought this was incredibly enjoyable and interesting and to kind of, now the only, there was, there was one part that I wasn't sure about or was a little confused about. Um, but in general, I did think this is a, a very engaging and enjoyable book. It definitely made me kind of run a read, reread it again and again. I thought the artwork was incredibly well detailed. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really interesting, and the 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 big thing that kind of is you know Kang learning at the lesson that you know, never ever love, and that it, it does things to you. And it was I thought this was great. And then at the very end, you have um, you have the uh, tease or just saying that Kang's adventures through time continue in Timeless Number One, which I believe just came out on the twenty ninth, I guess, uh, of of December. So. Uh, but I thought this was really good. I, I think I'd read some advanced kind of words that people didn't seem to really be liking the Kang book or they weren't really sure about it. And and I think if you just kind of go with it and just have fun with a character whose, you know, his internal history is so complicated and convoluted anyway, and you just kind of go with it, um, I think it's a really interesting and fun, exp- you know, exp- piece. Um, do I think it's, you know, very heavily based on the intricacies of the character? We're going to see that play out over the course of many years as people go back to that well and, and redeveloping and, you know, analyzing what you can make from that upbringing. No, I don't think you're going to get that at all. I think you have this interesting insight into this particular version of Kang. And then the next time someone wants to use Kang, that's not the, you know, not these writers, it's going to be completely different. And you just kind of have to go with it and, and be okay with that. I mean, that's just comics in general, but uh, specifically with the characters who aren't, you know, the flagship characters where, you know, they feel like they have to steward them in a certain way. I think that with a character like Kang, no one's like, well, hold on a second. We got to really be careful because we don't want the Kang heads to get pissed. I, I think they don't care to the same degree in any way. And, you know, if they can try and make things work, that's all the better, but they're really just trying to tell a good story. I think when you have continuity cops, so to speak, getting involved, it's the bigger characters that people are really obsessed with the chronologies and making sure these things work. So am I, to a certain respect, depending on the character. Um, you know, I can definitely get behind that. So I think they're, they they just have to play it a certain way. So this one felt like they could just take more chances, and I think that's what, exactly what they did. Um, so before we sign off for the episode, just want to kind of mention some of the upcoming books that I'll be talking about on a future reviews episode. Uh, this will be for you know books that uh, obviously came out on the uh, the twenty ninth. So they include Action Comics, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, Aquaman: The Becoming. Uh, Deathstroke Inc., Detective Comics, Justice League, Robin, Superman, Superman 78, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, Task Force Z, Teen Titans Academy, The Flash, The Human Target. Oh, I can't wait to read that. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and then over from Marvel, 
not a lot of books from Marvel, which is always weird because you're used to seeing a ton of books. You got Amazing Spider-Man, Death of Doctor Strange, Devil's Reign, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, Timeless, like I just mentioned, that book with Kang. You got Wastelanders, Star-Lord, number one. And that is just a smattering of the books that come out or came out on December the 29th. So thanks again for listening to this episode. You can rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.